Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens because of who Jesus is and what he has done. I'm Kate, and I will be your host. Today we are reading from a couple of different chapters, again in Proverbs with a couple of different verses. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 15, 15 through 17, Proverbs 16, verses 8 and 19, and then also Proverbs 19, verses 1 and 22. Here is what the word of the Lord says. All the days of the oppressed are wretched, but the cheerful heart has a continual feast. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Better a small serving of vegetables with love than a fattened calf with hatred. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Better to be lowly in spirit along with the oppressed than to share plunder with the proud. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. What a person desires is unfailing love. Better to be poor than a liar. I read through these several verses a couple of different times and let them just get into my spirit. God, what are you trying to tell us when these things are given to us? Especially, I have found when I see in scripture, better than, better than, uh, and for me, assessing where would I fall? If, where, would, where do I fall? Um, is it the first part or the, the second part? Is it the, is it the better to be lowly in spirit with the oppressed or is it the after than to share with the proud? Which side of that verse do I find myself landing on? And again, um, just the Holy Spirit doing a, a work through uh, his gentle conviction. And when I read through this several times and, and read through the devotional that Tim Keller gave us, and he highlighted again for us that poverty uh, can be absolutely caused by unjust actions from unjust social systems. And although sometimes poverty can be caused by foolishness, poverty can occur in a way that someone has not done anything to deserve that themselves. And that poverty isn't always shameful. I can't imagine you know, we say, put yourself in the other person's shoes. How often when it comes to those uh, that are in poverty or oppressed, have we asked God to show us what it would be like to be in their shoes? And although we may never fully understand, have we even asked the question? And when I was thinking through this day, I want to share a story that came to, to me right away. And that it's a story of when I had the opportunity to go on a, a missions trip, a faith adventure to India in the fall of 2017. And the team that I went with was working with an anti-human trafficking ministry that existed uh, throughout India and was in uh, the red light districts. And this particular ministry uh, would do two things in, in combating human trafficking. The first one is that they would go into a, a city where 
human trafficking was prevalent. Many of the city, cities in India are some of the cities in the world that have the highest human trafficking rates. And what they would do is they would put an orphanage just outside the city for children who were um, whose parents, whose moms most often, but sometimes fathers would have been trafficked and they became orphans due to human trafficking. And they would take these beautiful orphans and give them not just only shelter and food, but also brought in an educational system so that they could be uh, trained in, in education and literacy so that they didn't fall victim to the very thing that their parents may have, uh, that they would, they would leave the orphanage uh, fully equipped to go make not just a living, but a life for themselves. And the second thing that this ministry would do would, it provided um, like almost like a safe house in the cities near the red light district. And it would be a day center um, where they wouldn't house um, women who are being trafficked, but rather would be a place uh, throughout the day that a woman who is being trafficked could come and just receive, receive a meal, receive uh, care. Uh, at, at some of these center, uh, these these shelters, they would teach women uh, life skills. So, in the hopes that one day when they would be freed from being trafficked, that they had a skill that they could bring to society to make a living, to make a life, so that they didn't fall victim um, to the oppression that human trafficking brings on not only the physical body but just the soul as well. And so I was in a couple of different cities in India, in both the orphanages and in these these homes. And in the one in Dubai, uh, we literally had to walk uh, across the street through this red light district where um, human trafficking is happening literally right before your eyes. And um, we went into this upper room, really, um, of this building in the in the back alley, actually, uh, uh, of the red light district in uh, New Delhi, excuse me, India. And what we did when we were there is we washed the feet of any woman that came in that day. So me and about eight other ladies that were on our team had uh, simple nail polish and, and foot baths and soaps. And throughout the few hours that we were there, I had the opportunity to sit um, and wash the feet and paint the toenails of women who were currently being. Um, human trafficked and sex trafficked. And I will never forget those moments. I will never forget those ladies. I get emotional just thinking about it, who came and they sat down and to think of how oppressed they were in every, every form and fashion of oppression and for them to come in and not see them with any type of shame. I didn't see those ladies with any shame, but rather saw them. God gave me the eyes to see them as his daughters and, and just beautiful women who um, were in such a terrible, terrible spot and not because of anything they did to themselves. Um, And to see some of the women who just look so empty inside and were living in in the shame that their oppression had brought them. And then other women who had come in who were just so full of joy and it was so confusing to me that these women were laughing when I'm like, what did you just come from? And what are you going to go back into when you leave this room? How can you have the joy? And God just really did a work in my own heart and in my own life 
and he showed me something that I can never unsee. And that I think that is what I got from from these verses in this devotion today is that blessed, <laughs> blessed are those, as Jesus talked about in the Beatitude, it's these passage says better, um, but better and blessed are are those that you, that are in a tough spot but have the joy of the Lord, who um, will understand what it means to re- rely fully on God's strength and His peace and in His provision. And so, all that to say, um, when I think about what I have compared to what those women had or didn't have. I am so beyond blessed and and beyond rich. Um, But how often do I let that cloud my view of what I have in my posture towards those that don't have? And um, I want to make sure that even if it's (laughs) washing feet and painting toenails, that nothing is ever above um, what I can do to meet someone uh, who is experiencing oppression that um, they've not asked for and they've done nothing to deserve, but rather that my posture is always, and that our posture as Christ followers would, would be to um, to reach out and to show love um, in the in in the most easy but also complex ways, and so. Um, just wanted to share that story because that's what resonated um, as I read these verses is that um, those women, although they are deemed by society as impoverished and oppressed, that the time that I got to spend with them, I saw some of the most beautiful joy um, and integrity and character in these women was so beautiful, um, even though they had so little. And so may, may I and may we as Christ followers who have much, also have the joy and the character and the integrity of those that don't have as much. And may we then in turn use our resources and and use Holy Spirit uh, to communicate to us, to communicate uh, what we can give to those around us. Um, So let me just close out today. Thank you for hearing my story. And let's just close today out in prayer. God, it is so easy um, sometimes for us who have much to forget about those who have little. Um, Father, it it can be easy, and the enemy loves when we can get um, consumed of um, all that we have and be judgmental of those that don't have. And God, I pray against that posture ever in our hearts, in our lives, but rather that we would have a gratitude for what we have and even a bigger gratitude for what that means that we can give to those around us. Would you break judgmental spirits? Would you break suspicion in us that is not of you, um, that is is not meant to ever be projected on your sons and your daughters and your creation, but rather uh, give us an understanding, give us a desire even to understand what the need is and how to meet that in those around us. May we be um, like you. May we be your hands and feet. May we look um, to serve those around us, whatever it takes. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, 
No matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.